What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Keeping Stock Sneaker Podcast. And we have another installment, our fifth installment, of Sneaker Basics. And this episode was actually inspired by a question from a listener. Shout out, Pierre. And we're going to be covering how sneakers can help your credit and the basics of credit. And at the end, some advanced credit techniques. Before we hop into the episode, just a reminder, Keeping Stock is updated and uploaded every Sunday on your favorite podcast platforms. So if you like today's content and this is your first episode, make sure to leave a rating, subscribe, or follow on your favorite platforms, and let's get into it. So, credit. It's a term we hear all the time. It's unfortunately very important. I didn't get a credit card till I was 20, 19 or 20, just because I never needed credit, but I soon realized that I should have at least opened up a credit card earlier in my life to build that credit score. And that's my first tip. If you are in a position where you have income, you can afford sneakers, and you don't have a credit card, sign up for a credit card through your bank or financial institution. You don't have to utilize this credit card, but essentially having this credit account set up is going to improve the credit age. So even if it's holding a zero balance, you aren't utilizing it, it's still on a credit report for someone who may be loaning you money is saying, hey, Pierre, you've had your credit account open for two years now. You have no missed payments. You have no real big impact signs. You're going to be more likely than someone who just applied for a credit card yesterday. And that's all that credit is. Credit is basically a report that tells someone who is going to loan you money or provide you funds that you are reputable, reliable, and they're going to receive their money back. The highest possible score you're going to get is at 800, 850. Sometimes people say 900 is possible, but really 800 is what you're shooting for. And that's going to take time, years and years with no mistakes. So opening a credit card early and beginning that credit age as early as possible is going to help that credit score grow over time. Credit age is probably a medium impact on your credit score. In addition, if you aren't comfortable signing up for a credit card yet because of your income, you can get added as an authorized user to family, friends, credit account who has solid credit. That's going to help you as well. So finding those avenues to get and improve your credit from an early base is going to help you tremendously. And I think anyone who is buying sneakers, I mean, you're paying at least $200 a month for sneakers or $200 every other month. Based on knowing that you're listening to this sneaker-related podcast, you have a little bit more information than most about sneakers and you're going for some of the more exclusive or hyped things. So. Why not reward yourself and use credits in your hobby to help improve your credit over time for bigger purchases and assets down the road? So once you get that credit card and say you do use it, you want to make sure you keep that credit utilization low. So credit utilization, if you got approved for $1,000 or $5,000, you want to keep that utilization under 30%. That makes you very low risk to the lender that you are going to lose a portion of their money if you don't pay it back and they don't get it back. So you get 
approved for $5,000, you wouldn't want to use more than $1,500 on that card at a time or carry that balance. If you got approved for $1,000, right, you'd have about $300. So if you're purchasing a sneaker at $200, you're still under that 30%, but you don't want to go overboard and get up to $400, $600 on there. We're using 40, 60, 75% because that becomes high risk. I mean, simply look at it this way. If you had two friends who were coming to you and asking for money, and one friend was looking for 20 bucks, and one friend was looking for 80 bucks, and you had $100 to lend, you'd be a little bit more open to loaning $20 to a friend than say that $80. Because if that $80 doesn't come back to you, you're out $80 and you only have $20 left. On the other side, you loan $20, that doesn't come back to you, you still have $80 left and you've only lost 20. That's kind of the 10,000 foot view of credit utilization. And my rule of thumb on this utilization further is if you can't afford two or three of a said sneaker or item, don't buy one. Obviously, this doesn't impact large decision-making purchases like a car, a home, or something that costs tens of thousands of dollars in most cases. If you only have $300 and the new LeBron 17 graffiti is coming out for $225, don't purchase it on credit because you're already at high risk of money you don't have. And that's how you start impacting your credit score is you're not making the complete payment, you're missing payments. And it puts you in a position, say you bought, you're like, oh, I only have $300. I can pay $225 for this LeBron 17 right now. And then the next day your car breaks down. You only have $75 and maybe that repair costs $200. You know, you have to return the shoe or maybe you've worn the shoe and you're not going to be able to get cash back. That's kind of that safety zone of making sure that you can afford what you're buying. Further, I've heard it said, if you can't afford it in cash, don't buy it on credit. That's a great one as well. If you can't pay out of pocket right away, don't buy it on credit and hope you can pay it out of pocket down the road. Credit does give you flexibility within 21 to 25 days to make that payment and have that income to pay that off, but that's where you get a little troublesome with credit. In addition, I would be wary of what Flight Club or Stadium Goods or other retailers offer with the monthly payments. The most common monthly payment platform we see is a firm. Essentially what a firm is, is a third-party institution who then pays stadium goods for the shattered backboard, the 1.0. They pay stadium goods $2,060 when you agree to purchase through a firm. A firm then breaks that payment down into $182 a month with potential interest in there depending on your payment option. So when you select a firm, it isn't a hard check. It isn't hurting your credit because you're just applying for this loan. But once you proceed, that's when it could positively or negatively affect your credit because now you have another loan. If you default on a payment, that's going to hurt your loan score or your credit score overall and put you down the trajectory to take a long time to recover your credit. If you can't afford a $2,060 shoe, 
or that's where your priorities are, you shouldn't be buying it on a monthly payment plan. This is just a soft check in the credit terms, so it doesn't impact your credit too much. However, a hard check could. That's, you know, strict loans where they're doing a full background and credit check. A firm is just a soft check. It can be positive for your credit if you're on time with these payments, pay it off early. However, there are some rumors that some people in credit reports will look at these type of payments and the products being purchased and factor that in. That black box of how credit scores really work is super unknown. There are some obvious things, like as I said, credit age, credit utilization, hard checks, soft checks, that'll impact credit, but there's a ton of other variables that occur. Now, let's say you're comfortable with opening a credit card, but you're not sure where to start. Or say you're purchasing sneakers right now, and you have a credit card, or you have one credit card from a while ago. Maybe it's time to look for a credit card and find the right one for you. And by that, I mean finding the right one that's rewarding you. Are you looking for cash back? Based on your credit score, some cards give 1.5% cash back, 2%, 4% cash back. Those numbers aren't astronomical, but if you're paying 200 bucks cash for a sneaker, you're not getting anything in return. If you pay 200 bucks on credit and then pay off that credit, you get 2%. So you're getting $2 back, right? In the grand scheme of things, that $2 can add up if you're looking for cash back. You can get rewards where it's discounted gift cards, it's trips, it's exclusive access to things through that credit card. Some credit cards have 0% interest where you don't have to pay that yearly interest on the card or you can avoid a higher interest on your minimum payments or that interest being applied to your remaining balance on the credit card. There's also travel perks where as you're buying these sneakers, an expensive hobby, right? You're adding up travel points, flight miles. So this hobby can reward you by utilizing the right credit card on these purchases. I mean, it's an expensive hobby, so reward yourself. And the last kind of beginner tip of the credit cards is pay it right away if possible. Try to avoid carrying a minimum payment month to month. Try to have a zero balance at all times if possible. It relieves stress, not having to worry about you owing a bank or financial institution a certain amount of money, a certain couple thousand of dollars. You don't have to worry about missing payments. And it shows that your payments are on time. Your credit utilization will be very low since it will have a zero balance and it will reflect on your credit report. So if you buy those LeBron 17 graffitis for 225, pay it off as soon as possible. The next day, that day, that way you're just carrying that zero balance. So if a real emergency does come up down the road, you don't have $1,200 on this credit card from sneaker purchases. And then you have to put that mechanical payment for your car that broke down of 3000 on that card. And now it's balloon to something much larger than you can imagine. So be very careful with how you're utilizing your credit card. And if you're in the position and you don't want to use cashback rewards, just don't use a credit card. Just let that credit age build over time. And if you're looking for some more advanced techniques, you are familiar with credit, you are comfortable with your credit, some things that I've done that have been very successful and I've heard others in my circle have done is go to your bank and negotiate your interest rate. 
your credit card is holding a certain interest rate, go there and negotiate half a percent, a quarter of a percent, a percent if possible. And if you have great credit, they're likely to help you to keep you as a customer. And the same goes for any type of fees, whether that's an annual fee or for some reason you make your first late payment in five years, go to the bank and they may waive that late fee because it's your first time and the duration of your account with them or the first time in a couple years. They're going to be a little bit more relaxed if you've used your credit wisely. You have a good score. You can increase your credit limit. Your income goes up or you think your credit's strong enough to say, hey, I no longer think 10000 is appropriate. I think fifteen or 20000 is appropriate on this credit account. And if you get to that spot where you're swapping multiple bill dates with different cards, the 1st, the 12th, the 18th, the 21st, whatever it is, you can go to your bank and negotiate changing your bill date so that all of your bill dates for your credit cards fall on every other week or on the same day. Those are some more advanced techniques you can use once you get comfortable with credit. But as I say, that's once you're comfortable. I wouldn't go try to do this if you're brand new and you don't have an established credit report. It is, you know, some of that more advanced where you need a little bit of more historical data to back your claims and negotiation. And that's the sneaker basics on credit and how credit can help you and how sneakers can help your credit. Opening your credit card to make that credit age go up, using low credit utilization, paying off that sneaker purchase right away. In my opinion, avoid using a firm. If you have to make monthly payment on sneakers, they're probably out of your price range, especially if you're paying $182 a month for a shattered backboard. Just use that for a new release. Try to get something else because that's just going to put you in a potential world of hurt down the road. And then make sure you're utilizing and finding the right card, whether that's giving you cash back, rewards, travel points, very low interest. Make this expensive hobby reward you down the road. Because as great as paying cash is, you're not getting anything back. So just start down the road to build that credit when you can and when you're comfortable. I appreciate you guys for listening this far. If this was your first episode, thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed that segment on sneaker basics and credit. There are prior episodes on sneaker basics. This is our fifth installment. So I think I've done sneaker storage, budget, how to sell shoes, how to buy limited sneakers. Those are all linked below if you're interested. After the break, we're going to hop into some cool content and upcoming releases. So I'll catch you then. If you like what you've heard so far, make sure to follow us on social media, Instagram at keeping stock and Twitter at keeping underscore stock. Further, social media is always found in the show notes and other cool things that are going on with the keeping stock podcast. But the best place to find that is going to be following us on Instagram and Twitter. Without further ado, let's get back to the show. Hope you guys enjoyed the break. Now let's take a look at some cool content that I found this week or found interesting with the first being, unfortunately, no cool grays this year. I never truly believe that we're getting them even after Jason Tatum shared his pair. I know they've made specific pairs and batches of three to four for players before, but this could allude to holiday of 2021 that we see the cool grays released. I mean, it's been 10 years. We've gotten every other quote-unquote original colorway 
since then. I mean, the Columbia's technically are kind of wishy-washy. They were the legend blues because we couldn't use the term Columbia as Columbia Sportswear has a trademark on the color and the name for that. But we did receive those. We've gotten the black and red slash playoffs, We've gotten the space jams, or and then we got the Concords as well. So hopefully the Cool Grays do release. That's kind of the last one on my list that I really want to acquire. So hopefully we do see those soon. And it's happy to see that they are being made because this could have been the test production where they start ramping up to build that quantity for two or three million pairs. An easy purchase, which I'd be stoked with holiday of 2021. Then it came out further that with the PS5, the Miles Morales game is now actually a standalone game. Last week I was under the impression that it was DLC and in downloadable content in the game, but it's going to be its own, so that's going to be super exciting. Starting to lean more towards the PS5 side. Still got to make up my mind, understand the prices and how it's all going to look, but I'm really excited for that. Softspeak, the auction house that sold the Air Jordan 1 for $560,000, is now auctioning off one of the first pairs of handmade waffle spikes by Bill Bowerman and Phil Knight at that time, Blue Ribbon Sports, now Nike from the 70s. And it's estimated to be around $150,000. So these historical sneakers are fetching wild prices in today's environment. I couldn't imagine purchasing a pair of shoes for $150,000. I get this historical significance, but man, that is a, a price point up there. So whoever does end up purchasing them, I hope they go to some sort of museum because I know the other pair of waffle spikes I believe is in the library area at Nike. So hopefully they go to somewhere of historical contents. Maybe it's a track and field museum so people can look at them over time because that is an absurd amount. I hope the same went for the 560,000 half a million dollar Air Jordan 1s. There's also stories of people after the last dance now finding some Air jo- original Air Jordan 1s from 85 that their parents had in storage containers in decent condition and getting yeah tens of thousands of dollars for those sneakers so maybe go check your grandparents storage if they did like basketball at some point see if you find some old sneakers there i'm really curious to see what the next old sneaker that fetches a ton of money will be but we'll see as time goes on so now let's get into what i'm excited for is this week releases This is from Sunday the 21st of June, so Father's Day, I believe, to Saturday the 27th of June, the 21st through the 27th, and we've got a slew of releases, starting with Nike's N7 pack on the 21st, that being the Air Max 90, the Nike Venture Runner, and the Nike Kyrie 6 N7. Kyrie 6 has been a cool model. I personally have the jet colorway, which is just the black and white, the first color. Great shoe on court. They just keep throwing out so many colors for these. The N7 is kind of this tan upper with the green on the sole and uh, orange mid on the up, mid stripe on the other. So really cool what Nike does with, with N7. However, none of these really stand out to me. Then we get the Nike Dunk Low. SB champ colors and so that champ color is going to be 
University Orange and Marine for $100. So it's good to see these dunk colors coming back um, after releases have been pushed out. We get the Nike Air Foam Posit Pro USA. I wish they would start coming out with some of the Foam Posit 1s and, you know, the metallic colorways. But the USA is going to be Obsidian Upper with a red swoosh in a gum bottom. As I mentioned in the previous segment, the Nike LeBron 17 Graffiti comes out on the 25th for 225. The cool thing about this is that they've kind of reinvented the 17, modified it, put uh, somewhat of a plastic counter around the midfoot and the heel, and it looks like to have added some carbon fiber, blacked out the air bubble, put a strap on it. So a shoe I'm really excited about. However, I really want a shoe that's coming out later this week. So I'll let you know what that is once we get to it. But if these are still sitting around for some reason, you know, and I miss out on what I'm going for, I'll probably pick these up. Then we have on the 25th, the Air Jordan 3s in Animal Instinct 2.0. I'm not a fan of this colorway. Black upper, green on the heels, kind of got some different materials like snake skin and what looks to be kind of an ostrich type leather pattern or print on it. Uh, not so much for me. Like I said, I like the 1.0 a little bit better. Then we get the Varsity Royal Air Jordan 3. Basically, the black cement or the white cement or the Varsity Red, just with Varsity Royal on the upper. I'm going to pass on these for $190. i am thinking the next three I purchase is going to be the white cement whenever that comes out. Either that's next year or in five years. I'm just waiting for that one to be my next three purchase. We get the Adidas Yeezy Quantum Barium, similar to the basketball shoe, for $250. Very unique shoe. Really curious to see how people pull this off on foot as Yeezy is still inventing new silhouettes. Not sure how I feel about this silhouette, but it is innovative and it's a good refresher from the 350s or the 380s we've seen. Then we get the Nike Air Max 90 Orge Dunk Camo on the 26th. The Air Jordan 1 High OG Woman's Tie-Dye on the 26th, which the tie-dye looks rad. You know, it's not going to be in my size at 12 and a half, 13 it might be, but I'm just going to leave that for someone else to grab or maybe a woman with a larger foot. I really do like this print um, and maybe, maybe get it as a gift for someone. Not 100% sure, but I do really like kind of the reinvention um, of the design and pattern here. But what I'm really looking to get after is on Friday, the 26th, the Nike LeBron 7 MVP, Most Valuable Puppets. A white and gray upper with kind of the gray fleece panels. It's got the gold swoosh. It's got the MVP logo. It says Witness History, $200. I'm, this isn't one of my grails. I have a odd definition. Not even odd. I think the definition that most people should have of grails but one of the shoes I've wanted for a long period of time comes out on Friday the 26th. So I'm going to be trying very hard to pick up that sneaker. Uh, if you do want to help out, let me know. Um, would be much appreciated. And that comes out on the 26th in full family sizes, which is really cool to see. So maybe that'll make it a little easier to grab. Probably not. But hopefully I can uh, obtain it one way or the other. And then... On the 27th, we also see the Air Jordan 11 Low, Jim Red. I hate 11 Lows, except for maybe the Jeter colorway, but I can't stand them. Um, but this is basically going to have 
the black patent leather with a red outsole and then a white upper and white midsole for 185 on the 27th. And then other follow-ups to that is we get some Reebok Shack Gnosis's, Reebok Kamikaze, and then some Air Forces with red and black soles on June 27th. And that's the upcoming releases. As you can tell, I'm really gunning for those LeBron 7 MVPs, follow-up being the Graffiti LeBron 17. Hopefully I can pick those up, and hopefully it's a smooth purchase. Hey, maybe I'll use my credit card on it, because as I didn't mention, this is my last tip for credit here, is it's much safer to purchase. So, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and I will catch you next week.